Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 313 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show has more than 30 years of experience in the industry, having started his career as a coder with Apple. He went on to manage online systems for Walmart and Sears before creating the successful startup Media Master. He is now the Chief Technical Officer for R0. So I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast, Neil Day. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Neil, I think a good place to start may be for you to tell us a little bit about um, R0 and what your role of Chief Technical Officer entails. Uh, great. Happy to. So R0 is a biosafety company. We basically are helping people return safely to schools and offices and other places where they gather by providing disinfection technology uh, to remove pathogens from spaces and also help them understand the, the process of disinfection so they can have confidence that spaces are safe. And we do this with a couple of different things. We, we build hardware. Um, all of our systems right now are based on ultraviolet C technology. Um, and uh, the devices basically uh, flood a room with UVC and, and kill viruses, bacteria, and mold. Um, and they also have an IoT component that collects data on when and how and where the devices were run and report it back up to our system so that customers can, uh, can follow the progression of disinfection over a period of time. And uh, where we're headed with this is basically integrating these uh, disinfection tools, the data we collect with risk models, uh, so that we can help people understand how they're uh, improving the safety of spaces. Right. Okay. So obviously, this is very much, um, I suppose, relevant. Really, very much to the to the current world and the, and the world we live in with Corona or COVID or whatever you want to refer to it as. So, is this something that that's happened? as a result of COVID-19, or is this something that was happening anyway? Yeah, this actually was born directly of COVID-19. So um, Ben, Eli, and Grant, uh, the three founders, got together in April of last year, uh, recognizing that coronavirus was going to really change uh, the way that we interacted with spaces and have huge impact on people's daily lives. And started thinking ahead to how we could get back into um, into some semblance of normality. And uh, I think the really interesting insight was that there were already technologies for dealing with uh, uh, transmission and infection management, but they hadn't yet been adapted to what I would say are daily uses. And so uh, taking uh, UVC and figuring out how to make it much more accessible and easier to use for um, uh, for organizations was was really the the key insight. And um, the thing that I loved about 
the company when I was introduced uh, was that uh, they were taking a very user-centric approach to this, um, trying to build technology that non-experts could use. Uh, there was clearly market pull. Um, people were really trying to figure out um, how to adapt to this new reality. And uh, and the team was amazing. It was great fun to work with them. Uh, and uh, they made just incredible progress in a very short period of time. And, and I was eager to be a part of that. Yeah. In terms of these sort of organizations that, that make use of this, can you give us maybe a couple of examples? Absolutely. So, um, so the majority of our customers right now are schools. Um, we have uh, a, a lot of schools who have adopted the, the first product and are using it to disinfect air and surfaces uh, on a daily basis. Um, and, and the idea is, you know, reducing pathogen load uh, basically reduces transmission. Um, and uh, we, we have uh, some customers uh, in senior care where transmission is also uh, a pretty big issue that are uh, using it across um, a large number of their facilities. And then um, a bunch of companies in um, financial services and, and sort of more traditional uh, workplaces that um, are using this to, to bring folks back into the office very successfully. Right. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of your role as a chief technical officer, what does that involve? It, it really involves overseeing all aspects of product development. So we develop um, the, the hardware, uh, the embedded systems, and um, all of the software from uh, the firmware that runs on the embedded systems to the uh, cloud services that collect and aggregate the data and then uh, transform it for use in uh, various applications. So, so we have two major applications, one that's internally facing that allows us to uh, configure and manage our fleet of devices and, and another that's customer facing that helps them understand how the devices have been used um, in their particular context. Right. Good. Okay, great. Well, that's, that's, Excellent to give us a bit of an insight into into the company and how it works. That's that's fantastic. So, um, Neil, can you give us maybe a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Yeah. Um, one thing that's been really interesting and important for me um, is looking across different domains for ideas that you can um, apply to, uh, to to new problems, basically. So, um, I, I've always enjoyed learning about uh, different areas of technology um, outside of IT, um, uh, and you know, often you can find interesting clues in other verticals for how you solve problems. So, so a big a big part of my life is just reading about and playing with things outside of sort of traditional software development and and trying to find. Uh, interesting approaches that have worked in other areas and uh and applying them uh to new areas and and also looking at software technology and thinking about how it can solve real world problems so um i think that's been a pretty important um theme for me is uh just having a very broad view and and trying to um 
match things that have worked in other areas to um, to the problem at hand, essentially. Right. Okay. Often you hear people talking about the fact that um, you you obviously look for a solution to a problem. In in this instance, maybe you're you're turning that around slightly to say there may be a a solution that solves many problems or different problems. Absolutely. So, um, so an example of this is when uh, I started uh, Perfect Coffee, uh, we were trying to figure out how to make um, delicious coffee really easy for people at home. And it turns out that one of the big problems there is uh, getting the particle size of ground coffee exactly right for the bean you're using and the extraction method. And um, the coffee industry hadn't really solved this problem and it had turned into kind of more of a craft and art based um, approach. And uh, as I was looking at this, um, I, I recognized that you might be able to use techniques from uh, computer vision and image processing uh, to very accurately characterize uh, ground particle sizes. And so, um, you know, used a lot of the work that had happened in uh, computer vision and uh, and uh, mapping uh, to figure out how to very accurately characterize um, particle sizes. And so taking a domain that hadn't really been applied to, um, to coffee and, uh, and Using it in that context allowed us to solve a, a problem that that hadn't really hadn't really been solved there before. So that that's an example of of using um, using uh, techniques from one field and applying it to another and and coming up with a novel solution. Yeah. Okay. So Neil, can you share with us your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? My worst career moment. Um, so. So I think in the early days of Walmart.com, um, you know, we we had had a huge push to bring uh, the the website up in a very short period of time, and and we had a bunch of deadlines uh, that that were pretty business critical. So uh, the team had worked incredibly hard to to get us to launch, um, but. Um, with new software, there were always problems, and uh, we were not yet very mature from an operations perspective. And so, uh, the first month or so um, after launch was was pretty rocky. And uh, there was one very memorable moment where uh, the site went down, and uh, it was sort of in the middle of our peak holiday traffic, and and my phone and uh, and pager at the time were uh, were going bananas, and uh, people were reminding me that we were losing millions of dollars an hour in revenue. And uh, and you know the, we worked very hard to get it back online. And um, that that period was just very challenging because you know despite a ton of hard work, um, we uh, honestly were not prepared for the. Um, for the level of problems and, and the amount of stress uh, involved in, in keeping a brand new site alive. And I think, yeah, it, it was a very tough period. It was about a, a six week period where, um, you know, we just had all kinds of problems and, you know, the, the team responded brilliantly and, and solved the problems as they came along, but it, 
it was very stressful and, and very demoralizing. Sure. So is there anything you sort of took away from that experience that, that you now do perhaps differently or, or maybe have learned from that you plan potentially in a different way? Absolutely. Well, one of the critical things was, um, first of all, building a strong operations plan. Um, and, and that's something that we've done uh, in, a, in similar circumstances um, subsequently. So I, I think one of the learnings was we were underprepared for uh, the unexpected and, and didn't have um, kind of all the systems in place. So, so a key component of um, site operations or technical operations for uh, the subsequent uh, 18 or 20 years has been making sure we have a good plan in place ahead of time. I, I think the, the other thing that that, that experience really um, highlighted was that in many domains, there are good um, patterns and, uh, and processes for, uh, for managing problems and, and ensuring that you get to root cause and, and solutions very quickly. And so, um, it, you know, it turned out that the folks at Walmart uh, in logistics and in their internal IT team had, had done a tremendous amount of work from this. And, and, and we went on uh, just a, a, a real, um, uh, let me rephrase this a little bit. We, we worked closely with them to, uh, to understand their processes and adapt them to sort of modern website operations. So, um, so that was an example where we re- really relied on the good work and other areas to develop our own processes that, that became very effective. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Neil, can you share with us your career highlight? There are a number of things that um, have really stood out as highlights. You know, um, where we ended up with Walmart.com um, was was pretty amazing. Um, it was sort of an early um, e-commerce offering, um, and uh, we spent a tremendous amount of time uh, polishing and developing it. And and after uh, a couple of years of doing that, um, we'd built a, a really meaningful business and um, a, a really, uh, I think, a really um, exceptional platform for, for Walmart. Um, you know, all of the things I've done, um, I think I've learned something uh, really interesting from along the way. Um, and um, I kind of look back on on all of all of my uh, jobs as having added something really interesting to um, to the area that they were working in. So you know, at Shutterfly, we uh, we completely uh, reimagined our storage infrastructure, um, made it much more scalable, and, and reduced the cost tremendously um, by using some. Uh, new approaches to storage. That was that was a really um, a really interesting and and fun journey, and um, it made a huge difference for um, Shutterfly um, from a business perspective, and that um, it allowed us to really focus on um, developing new capabilities rather than just paying for existing storage. So, um, so I've really I've really tried to. Um, 
find jobs where we could make um, a big difference to the company by developing a new capability. And, um, uh, and generally those have uh, worked out well. And um, yeah, I'm, let me think about that for a second. <laughs> yes, it, it it just sounds like that you enjoy the the sort of the projects and the initiatives that make a difference. So you actually see the benefits of the outcome of what you deliver. Absolutely, I I think that's the most important thing for me is um, um, finding something that has real impact. Um, I, I love the process of. Uh, defining and developing um, some new capability and you know the fact that that it can make a difference to um, people who use it and to the businesses um, I, that, that's that's really where I find the the joy and satisfaction in all of yep. this. And what excites you about the future of careers in IT? Well I think you know, as pervasive as technology is right now, there are still so many areas that uh, we haven't really explored um, and where uh, things that we've learned can can make a meaningful difference for the way people um, interact with the world. I mean, R0 is a perfect example of this where, um, you know, we've known about UVC disinfection for um, over a century, but um, it hasn't been applied in in a way that was really uh, usable and transparent and friendly. And um, and so uh, the idea of bringing that to a larger audience is really exciting. Um, and w- when I look around, I just see so many places where. Um, where it's possible to do that. I, I just, I feel like, uh, we've got centuries of work to do to, uh, to kind of keep improving the the way we interact with the world around us. Indeed. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's so much potential, isn't there? And we, we just can't necessarily imagine what, what technology will be next and what, what an impact it will make on, on society. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing that's also very exciting to me is, you know, we keep progressing. So um, memory and uh, and processing power gets more plentiful and cheaper all the time. And that allows us to do things that just weren't even possible before. You know, communications get more ubiquitous and, uh, and uh, less error prone. So, you know, R0 could not have existed um, even five years ago um, because, uh, just the the capabilities um, around IoT and the ease of building those solutions has just come so far in in the last couple of years. So, you know, there's just there's a constant progression, and it opens up new possibilities all the time. And so, finding those is is really the fun part, and then um, really digging in and and figuring out how to apply them is uh, yeah. is very rewarding. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well, I got um, interested in technology at, at a very early age. Um, I started doing Radio Shack uh, kits with my dad when I was eight or nine, and, and uh, the hook was set at that point. And, um, you know, uh, discovered 
programming and um it it just was endlessly fascinating to me and um i i could just spend hours and uh you know it was kind of like alchemy being able to build something from nothing (laughs) um, yeah that i i knew what i wanted to do from a pretty early age yeah so you were hooked as yeah from an early age definitely yeah and what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, the best career advice um, really is um, be solutions focused and results oriented. Um, you know, what people pay you for is, uh, you know, helping them solve hard problems and and find ways around obstacles and uh you know, having a positive attitude and, and trying to really figure out how to, how to make things better is, um, I think, really the key to all of this. Yes. Yeah, very true. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, um, you know, I, I'm not sure I can tell you. I, I tend not to, to focus on things like that. <laughs> and, uh, I, I try to find the, the good stuff and hang on to it and let the, let the bad stuff uh, fall in your wake. <laughs> so. Fine. Okay. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Well, I, I think one of the things that was really beneficial to me was um, starting off uh, – after college at Apple and working at um, an or- at a larger organization that was focused on innovation, um, I think understanding how to do things at scale and being a part of a team like that is is very very helpful. Um, I, I think I would probably do that again. Um, you know, build a foundation um, in that kind of environment. Um, I think that experience has helped me work in larger organizations and in tiny startups because you have some idea of where you're going. So I I think being around um, very smart people who have done uh, great things and achieved some scale and and absorbing that early in your career is is very, very important. Yes. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I think, you know, my objectives have – been fairly consistent um, over the last um, 15 or 20 years. Um, I'm very focused on uh, trying to build great solutions uh, to interesting problems and and doing it with people that I really enjoy working with and, um, you know, building teams that that can solve uh, really difficult problems. Um, I think, you know, for me, the process of figuring this, these things out in different contexts is really exciting. Um, and so I seek out opportunities to do that, um, and to touch different domains and, and bring what I've learned from previous experiences to, to those new projects. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I would say being good at research and organizing information. Um, So a a big part of what I do is kind of doing a broad survey of um, potential solutions and 
developing some infer- some intuition around uh, where there's promising uh, where there are promising options, um, and and that involves you know doing a lot of reading, talking with a lot of people, and and building frameworks. So so it's it's really kind of a a research and information organization problem, um, and you know whether it's designing new software systems or figuring out how to build hardware very quickly, or um, you know learning a skill outside of technology. That's something that uh, that I just use constantly. Yeah, and what do you do to keep your own career energized? Tried different things, um, and, and work with different people. I, you know, for me, um, the, for me, the, the process of learning something new is, is what keeps this exciting and interesting and, um, trying to, to find applications, uh, that I haven't really worked in previously um the, the, for me the process of learning and exploring is is really what keeps this interesting and, and there's just so much so much opportunity to do that it's uh, yes exactly and what do you do in your spare time away from technology um uh well uh i have a bunch of hobbies uh and uh and interests um so i'm I'm a pretty dedicated, um, skier and windsurfer. Um, so, uh, getting away from, uh, from my desk and getting out, uh, out on the snow or in the water is, is really important to me. Um, uh, I also play guitar and mandolin and, um, practice, uh, quite a bit and have some friends I play with. Um, I think learning something new is important to me too. Um, I've been, uh, learning about, um, um, woodworking and, um, and making things with my hands, uh, for the last several years. So, uh, that, that's been a really fun, uh, exploration. Um, it also has, uh, some other attributes I like, which is, you know, researching the right way to do stuff and uh learning about fun tools and equipment that's that just uh i, I find that really entertaining so uh. <laughs> right good okay uh, neil can you share with us a parting piece of career advice a really important thing for me has been finding great people to work with and um helping them develop their skills and um uh and do things that, uh, they may have thought were not possible. Um, so developing a team and, and helping them, um, excel is, uh, is, is really important and, um, and something that I, I derive a lot of, uh, a lot of satisfaction from. Right. Good. Okay. Um, Neil, where can we find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, so a great way to connect with me is uh, through LinkedIn, um, or uh, you can get in touch with me through um, rzero.com as well. Great. Neil, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Great. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. 
If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.